episode five of season two slam city here it's rain warrior mr mech on a sunny and breezy day in new york city um not bad yeah not bad i'll take it over that 17 degree weather we were having a minute you mean like on monday and it's all been on sunday too or something like that that was just crazy weather man it was really really cold and i regret wearing a mask that day because i felt like i really needed it but, mm-hmm. but I wore a cap and I thought I'd be fine. But it was really, really cold that day. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of stuff to talk about in the world sports and also entertainment stuff too. Just uh, shout out to those uh, Resident Evil fans uh, for playing the Resident Evil 2 remake. I've got, I'm sure you're all excited to play that remake, assuming that it was a masterpiece of 20 years ago. I didn't even know. Um, but Birds of the world unite. Yeah, uh, I guess they all love their zombies and playing in the dark and doing all that stuff. Because I don't do, like to do that. Yeah, I'll pass. I mean, I'll play it, but I'm not playing in the dark and, like, pitch black or something. I'm not like, even playing it. Like, that, that's strictly for It's you guys, like. very... The game is actually very scary. Like, the one came out 20 years ago. And it's uh, creepy because most of the time you're in the dark with a flashlight. And it's kind of, yeah, you got to be, like, very, very careful <laughs> if you don't encounter a zombie and it doesn't bite you or anything. It's kind of like... Because if you've ever played Resident Evil 7, too, it's first person in the game. But people can play it with the PlayStation VR thing. And play as the person in Resident Evil 7. And looking at all that stuff in the zombie with that point of view is just scary. Dude. Yeah, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I know. That's just creepy. I don't need that much <laughs> realism, dude. I'm still playing 2K12. <laughs> Stoudemire is still at his peak. And, and, uh, and Melo is like cleaning house. And LeBron's there. I'm playing, with, prime. Like, I'm playing with J.R. Smith. And, Stephen Curry's there. Well, the young Stephen Curry. Yeah, but yeah. We're, we're stomping out the heat. Mm-hmm. Like we're road raging up and down, and we're killing Paul Pierce, and cl- like I'm, it, uh, I'm fine. I'm, it's just a bit much. You, now, you, t- before you show, you told me before that you, the last game you played was 2K12. So I'm curious, like before, after, before that, what other games have you played besides sports games? You play any adventure See, or role I, I was play? never a heavy video game dude to begin with. My friends were into it, so I didn't mind rocking. But as far as like having one for the house, I remember going nuts when the first. Xbox came out mm-hmm. because I wanted Halo. Yeah, I was about, I, was, I caught on to that with my boys, so I was playing Halo with my friends, and so I just got it for the house. But other than that, like I've never been a video game, a heavy video game dude. So you never been into like Call of Duty or the other shooting nah, games? Nah, it's or? it's really, it's literally something to do when I'm in the house, bored. But the problem is I'm rarely bored in the house. I'm I'm very rarely bored. And I feel like video games, for me, for me, not for other people, because I know it's a recreational thing for a lot of people. And I know for some people it's business and, yeah. like, you know, dudes yeah. are making money. Oh, yeah, making millions doing playing yeah, video yeah. games. So That's I'm not, crazy. I'm not, I'm not dead in any of that. In like, fact, I'm, schools are actually implying now they have scholarships if you play, like, if you're really good, I guess. Yeah, because giving it, kids a, scholarships for that. There's a lot behind it. There's yeah. a whole lot behind yeah. it. I mean, it's growing now than before. Now you have esports now with the other stuff and other games now. And because you have adults playing video games. It's yeah. what happens when adults take child things and turn them into brand new. Like, like, why am I, why, why is this so hard to come up with? Like anything sports. Yeah. All sports start as kids' games. Mm-hmm. And then when, when adults decide that this is no longer just for kids, yeah. millions and millions of dollars get behind it. Basketball was just a, a, a kid's game. Baseball. Could, baseball was the very first sport before football, basketball. Football, kids' yeah. game. Soccer. Yeah. Kids' game. Until you grow up and you're 20-something and you discover you can still, like, 
make a ton of money, mm-hmm. it becomes a different thing. And it's the same thing with video games. That's what's, so, that's what's kind of happening right now. Yeah, you're right. I don't judge anybody. Beginning. All it takes is all it takes for is for an adult to decide they don't want to stop playing in skateboards. Fact, in fact, though, it's so big right now that even journalists now are writing about it. A lot of journalists have been writing it's about an e-sport. industry. Yeah, a lot. Of, like you actually, they get to cover an event of it's a game. It's a full like that. industry. Like Game Informers, IGN, those those like they don't consider that journalism, even though they said themselves to the Game Informer people. But they do make a lot of money just being a video game editor or whatever you do, reviewing for a game and playing it for like countless hours until you review or whatever and you get money for paying that like Dude, literally that's the dream let, for some kids that who play video games a lot let let hacky sack catch on and watch what it turns into mm-hmm. let table tennis in china it's already really big ping pong mm-hmm. super big and you have journalists cover that like i'm saying like jur- this is more flexible for journalists too that are into video games where they could cover because these games. it's a full-on industry now and yeah. it's, it's with anything else skateboards were literally just for kids and since grown men and women started skateboarding, all of a sudden it's no longer just a kid thing. Mm-hmm. It becomes a full industry. So I don't judge anybody who plays video games. For me, video games were always something to do in the house when I didn't have anything else to do. But for some reason, not for some reason, but for me, video games felt like a waste of time. I always felt like I was wasting time. Like I literally would be playing the game and I would think of like four other things that I could be doing right now that were more productive with my time. Reading, working out, watching TV, um, using the computer. Reading, <laughs> working out, using the computer, writing. Yeah, writing, yeah. Like writing a journal. Things I could just yeah. be doing or writing a story or writing a piece writing or a script. music. Yeah. Or, yeah, like there's always something I could be doing and I, I stopped being able to enjoy video games at that point the way that I used to. I think at some point it happened to me when I get older too. I've been playing now, but then I, I think when you get older, you start to realize that you can't really do it as much as before because you're always going to be busy doing job or whatever, or writing or reading or whatever. Plus you you won't have time really like that. You hear about people playing video games when their women <laughs> are complaining about them playing video games. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, Just like when you play 2K. They're like, oh, there's no time for you. It's 2K time right here. We play 2K. Yeah, women make you it. sound like a loser <laughs> for enjoying something that they're not involved in. It's like, because it is a sports show, obviously. It's like playing NBA Jam back in the day or NBA Hang Time or the Madden games or NFL Blitz. It was a classic and, like, you know, tackling, whatever. It used to be like those games. We used to play that for sports. And Fellas, fun. you want to win, teach your girl how to play video games with you. There's some girls uh, I know that play There are games, gamer so. girls, but yeah. I'm saying, like, teach your girlfriend how to play video games <laughs> with you. You will not regret it. Teach your lady how to play games. That is true. So this is a sports show, though. Let's talk a little bit about the NBA stuff because, you know, a lot of stuff has been, have been happening in the NBA and also the All-Star starters have been announced yesterday. And I'll tell you the list right now for the Western Conference. You have Stephen Curry from the Golden State Warriors. No. <laughs> Surprise, right? Like, James Harden, let me guess, Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, 10th uh, star, all-star selection. Curry, 6th. James Harden, 7th. LeBron, 15th. Not surprised, even though he missed like most of the season, kind of because of his, his growing injury. Um, Paul George, 6th. And, and Paul George was actually scared that he wouldn't get a start because of LeBron or Durant. But he still got to start anyway for the for the fans and for how he's been playing well, which is you know I mean look at the West Western Conference. I mean I'm not really surprised really by this. I mean obviously Curry missed some games, but he came back. He's been playing out of his mind right now. He had 38 yet last night against the the Wizards. 
Um, Durant been playing well too. George has been playing on a, like almost like MVP ca- candidate, even though he's not in the conversation. But he is in the conversation of being a defensive player of the year if he keeps playing the way he's, he's playing on you know steals and blocks and everything. Mm-hmm. James Harden is just out of his mind. I know he's been scoring like fifty-seven and sixty-one and all he's that stuff. Even though most of those points, it's not even like efficient. He's just really been a volume scorer of anything. And we're going to talk about James Harden, too, because I have some things to say that a lot of people have been saying that, oh, he's the greatest scorer I've ever seen. No, I don't know about all that. So we got to talk about that. But LeBron James, yeah, I'm not surprised. I mean, though he missed games, the fans are going to vote for him regardless because he's a 15-time All-Star. He's probably going to break the record for All-Stars when it's all said and done. But I have nothing to complain, really. I mean, Draymond Green wasn't going to be a starter. I think Anthony Davis, I think it would surprise me that he isn't a starter, even though he's been playing well for the Pelicans, but he's been missing a lot of games. And he might miss more. He might miss the All-Star game. Was he injured? He was, he was injured. I think something wrong with his finger or something. He's just been injury prone a lot. When he stays healthy, he's great. But when he's not, Reminds he's just... Kyrie Irving. Yeah. That's just another person you gotta avoid. I think the Knicks if they want to sign somebody in the summer. But, yeah, I think uh, Davis wasn't a starter... LaMarcus Aubridge, I'm surprised he actually wasn't in the conversation. Those Spurs have been playing well. Uh, DeMar DeRozan, uh, he's been playing well, too. I'm surprised. He might come off the bench as a reserve for all we know. Even though he was a starter, I think, for the Eastern Conference when he was there. Um, also, another player I think they missed, probably. I know Donovan Mitchell wasn't ready yet because the Jazz have been, like, have been consistent. They've been up and down. Um, Draymond Green, yeah, he's not, he hasn't been playing well, so I'm not surprised. Klay Thompson... I mean, they weren't going to start him anyway and over James Harden or whatever because he's probably going to be a reserve anyway. Damian Leonard, he always looks like he always gets snubbed <laughs> for whatever, even though he plays well, which is why I wish he was in the Eastern Conference. If he's a card, he'd probably be a starter. Definitely. And probably, yeah, from sure of getting most of the votes or whatever. Um, but, yeah, I'm not surprised with the starting lineup. They did all these five. It's actually a crazy starting lineup if you think about it. They all some start on the Western Conference team like that. Like, mm-hmm. the only problem is there's no center for them, but I don't think it matters for them because it's very versatile. I mean, you got Durant, you got LeBron, you got George, and Harden will be fine. Curry. I mean, you got, like, legit, like, three ball handlers on the team, and Curry, there, Harden, and LeBron. Any, <laughs> and is there any hope of the East Coast? I mean, does anybody think the East Coast is going to win? LeBron well, was the only one we had over there before, and now he's going. But the thing is, though, this is also with captains. LeBron is captain. And then you have on the east side, you have Giannis Antetokounmpo, who is the third all-star selection. He had the most votes, by the way, I think, out of everybody. Joel Embiid, second. I'm not surprised he was a starter. Kyrie Irving, I'm not surprised he's a starter. Kawhi, I'm not, you know, surprised at all he's a starter because he played well the whole season with the Raptors and, you know, he's an all-star or whatever. The only thing that shocked me really was when Kimball Walker was a starter because I thought Dwayne Wade would just get it. Kimball Walker? Yeah. I thought Dwayne Wade would get it because of all the votes and everything and his last season or whatever. But, yeah, he's been balling out. So, now he's a starter too. Wait, is Dwayne Wade in? He's probably going to be like a reserve most likely when the coaches do the voting next week they or whatever. disrespected him. No, I, I think I think game, I know, dude. but Kimball Walker has been balling out and he has I'm been playing well. I'm not saying Kimball shouldn't be there, but it's you don't sacrifice D. Wade. I mean. Let that man go out. He gave it to Kobe. <laughs> Kobe was a starter. That is true. Kobe was a starter, and yet he didn't even play well that season. Yeah, no, he was playing terrible until his last game. We can't compare Dwayne Wade to Kobe. I mean, we just dropped just... sixty freaking points. <laughs> you can't compare Dwayne Wade to Kobe. Though. That's just different levels, right there. I mean, yeah, yeah, true, but you know, you know, sense of respect, but still, yeah, there's just different levels between Wade Did Paul and Kobe. Paul Pierce get voted into Paul Pierce get voted in his last year? Did he put him in? No, game? no, he was just really bad. And also, I don't think they're going to do it. I mean, like I said, Kobe's just a different 
he's a different stature. It's almost like if LeBron was bad his last year in the season, they still give it to they're him. They're going to give him the Kobe treatment. Yeah, they're going to give him the Kobe treatment. In his last year, they're going to give him the Kobe treatment. Oh, hell yeah, they're going to give him the Kobe treatment. decides to retire. He might give the Kobe treatment to Stephen Curry, too, when he gets older. Uh, But I think Curry, when he gets older, will still be good because he's just more shooting, yeah, and more anything. He might lose a little speed, but he still got his shooting and everything. Hey, be fine. Steph Curry, he starts doing yoga now. He can play till he's fifty. Mm-hmm. And Clay Thompson doing all that. Oh yeah, one person that missed in the Western Conference was Russell Westbrook. You know he's averaging triple double, but he's been very inefficient with his scoring. He didn't make it on. No. Well, he's not a starter. He yeah, might he make. Reserved. Might be a reserve though. But I'm surprised he hasn't been in the conversation for a starter. Paul George, not really, because he's been playing well. He's been actually playing better than Westbrook right now. Yeah, and the reason why Thunder in the third seed right now because of Paul George and the scoring with it and all that stuff. So, but yeah, I'm not surprised. But the thing is, difference this this year is that Giannis and LeBron are captains. I think they're gonna do this thing on live television when they're gonna draft. You said Giannis is a captain. Yeah, he's a captain because he had the most votes. He had how is Giannis stuff. a captain? That's he he had the sense. he had the most votes in the Eastern Conference. Oh wait, 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 wait. So they're doing it that way now, where you get yeah, to pick your yeah. team. So it's not it's a matter about the. As a matter about the East or West, which reminds me who's going to be. The, I don't know. forgot about that. I don't know who's going to have the first pick. That's the only thing I worry about. Like, who's. who's who have more votes. Is it LeBron? Is it Giannis? Is it. Well, maybe I they mean, flip a coin. Nah, they should flip a coin. Or maybe they should do, like, who, who, who wins in the fastest race or something. You do a race between LeBron and Giannis. Then you also win, though, because he has longer strides and he's just a freak of nature and everything. But. I think too if too much risk of injury. I think if Giannis wins, though, he said something about how he'll pick a Westbrook and Embiid, so they could just have like a peace offering and be like, you know, let's all just get along, let's all play together, whatever. Because you know, technically, I think all three of them have some kind of beef. I guess maybe I don't know. So they just want to play together and just you know forget about all that, be peaceful and everything. Um, I don't know if that's, that's gonna happen, but I think Giannis might just pick like Westbrook and Embiid first. Maybe he might pick uh, Durant first. That it, would be good. Maybe LeBron will pick uh, then Paul George, or maybe he'll pick Stephen Curry, maybe, first. Steph. I think LeBron might pick Steph first. That's just me. Yeah. Or he might pick Kyrie first. I could see that, too. I could see Kyrie playing with LeBron again, mm-hmm. or whatever, in the All-Star game. After that nice apology? He might pick Kyrie first, and then, and then Giannis will pick Steph, and then um, LeBron will pick uh, Durant, and then Steph will pick George. And then LeBron will pick uh, Joel Embiid, and then Steph will pick. Did Clay make it on as a reserve? He might. He might make it as a reserve. I think he will make it as a reserve. Clay's been balling out anyway the past couple games, so he'll make it a reserve. Mm-hmm. I think Green's not making it this year though. He just hasn't been playing well, so he's gonna be left out of the trio. I mean, they're four four horsemen or whatever. They're gonna be left out of it without Green. No, I'm not surprised. Even though there was, there was this picture I saw on Instagram where if you had to compare the Western. If you had to compare the Warriors lineup against the Eastern Conference lineup, mm-hmm. it's kind of funny, like, just looking at it, because, you know, DeMarcus Cousins is back now, and they've been playing well with DeMarcus Cousins, but it's just weird has having... Has he played yet? Yeah, yes. He has. I missed been, that game completely. He's been playing well the last couple of games. Um, he has been he hasn't doing much. I mean, he's averaging, like, I think first game he had, like, 14 and 6, and then other games he had, like, 15 and 7 or 17 and 6, I think, last night or whatever, something like that. At like eight for twelve from shooting, so he's been very efficient. Pretty efficient. Yeah, he's efficient. Well, uh, I mean, when you have Golden State, you have four shooters or whatever. You very, yeah. be very efficient. Is he hitting from three? He's hitting some shots from three. Most of it in the paint, though. But he's getting all the rebounds. I think they had like fifty rebounds. I think yesterday against the Wizards. <laughs> well, yes, some of them and some of them with the ran everything. But the thing is, that, that's the thing about the Marcus Cousins, he just makes them better on the rebounding and 
defending, they're going to have to work on that because the switches, they might go attacking or whatever. But he's not that bad as a defender, so they'll be fine. But yeah, this this all starting to be interesting when they pick the players because it's going to be like, oh, um, are you going to pick this player? Are you going to pick this player? Is there going to be some beef picking this player? The only thing that's going to be bad is when you pick the last player because the last pick is going to be on who's going to be the last pick. Mm-hmm. They're going to be like, because, you know, last year... It was not on live television. They just did the picks. And no one knew who the last pick was. They just assumed it was like Russell Westbrook or something. Mm-hmm. So whoever gets the last pick, the player's going to be very offended by the being the last pick instead of being the first or third or fourth or whatever. But, yeah, I can't wait to see what Giannis and LeBron do on live television, who they pick and stuff like that. I want to see who LeBron picks first. I want to see Giannis picks first. I really hope that LeBron picks Stephen Curry so then he'd be like, and then the Giannis picks Kyrie or something. It'd be lit. Or maybe he'll pick James Harden, for all we know. It'd be lit. First pick. Hey, yeah, James oh, Harden. Oh, yeah, team. James Harden. Yeah, James oh, Harden. James Harden on your team. James Harden and LeBron? The ball handling? Oh, maybe much better, yeah. James Harden will be passing, too, and scoring. I can see that. Oof. And then you had George and Joel and B. He's, like, the only legit center, I think, in these starters out of all the starters here. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been balling out, too. He's averaging, like, 20. He's averaging, like, a double-double, like, 25 and 14, something like that. Actually, let me see his stats right now. Because Joel B has been balling out, too. I mean, the 76ers are good because of him. They've been playing through him, which is which is what you're supposed to do. I mean, if you're not playing through him, that's a problem. Um, because he has been the guy for the 76ers that not only sets the tone on offense, but he also sets the tone on defense, doing these chase-down blocks yeah. and talking snack, of course, to everybody when you know whatever, playing, whatever. Right. Let's see. His regular season right now, he is averaging twenty-seven and thirteen. Actually, hmm, shooting nice. nearly fifty percent from the field. Uh, he's not shooting that well from three, but he's been shooting well in the paint. So yeah, he's been playing well though, and I'm not surprised. I mean, this guy's gonna be a, a like he's like the reincarnation of Hakeem or something. I would say reincarnation because Hakeem is still alive, but he's like kind of like Hakeem, yeah, rebirth. rebirth of Hakeem, and 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 I don't know. Patrick Ewing or something. Although they compare, although it's interesting when the Carnegie Town was drafted to the Timberwolves, they compared him to Patrick Ewing for some reason because of the skill set, mm-hmm. which is interesting. But yeah, Joan B's just been on a tear right now, and, and hopefully the Sixers have been playing well. Um, yeah, I can't wait to see the reserves next week. Uh, I just feel like all this All Star stuff though, like, does it really matter if you play this amount of games though? Because a lot of these players that they had, some of them they, they miss like a week or two, they even play. And they still got voted in. I just think it just it just depends on your status in the league. If you're a big time player, you'll be voted in because of that, and also your stats. Like if Curry averaged like twenty four and eight, they still he still be voted as a starter. But right now he's like he's averaging like twenty nine points a game or something like that. Mm-hmm. He's like I think top five as a top five scorer. I think he's like number three or number four around there. But yeah, Curry's averaging like twenty nine points. He's shooting well, nearly 50% from the field, but 44% from three. So this man's averaging nearly 30 points a game. And the James Harden I'm glad he like, got himself together. Curry was looking shaky for a while there. Yeah, well, I think I think for him, I think it's just more of rhythm as a shooter. You know, he, that's just that he didn't make that many threes. He was like two of eight from three. Yeah. But he did. He still had 38 points on field goals See, and all that stuff. I think part of it is he's not bringing the ball up like he used to. No, because he, he keeps giving Green. it to Rand. Or Draymond Green. Yeah, and I think that's a mistake. Or Clay. 
I think that's a mistake. I think the point guard should be bringing the ball up. He should, but knowing that team, they don't they don't really care about who handles the ball. No, nah, but so Marcus I, Cousins got handle the ball for all we know too, and they didn't care. My only problem is, I think not bringing the ball up is taking Curry out of his rhythm. I think he can get into a rhythm faster, as opposed to catching fire in the third quarter. I think he can get start getting into his rhythm closer into the second. That is true. I mean, they'll probably fix that at some point, though. But, look, the Warriors have been balling out. Before we get into the Warriors, though, let's talk about James Harden here. So, obviously, James Harden scored 61 points against the Knicks. He's been on a tear, averaging, like, 50-plus points in the past couple of games and everything. 61 points? In the Knicks' garden. One point shy of Melo's record, 62. Yeah, but he still got it handed to him by Trier. Yeah, but the thing is, I didn't like the way I, I wasn't impressed with Harden sixty one to be honest, because he's been just chucking everything. Most of that, and a lot of that, so much of that's from the line. And he's been chucking everything. He was a like five for twenty from three, five for twenty. He's not inefficient. Yeah, sixty one is impressive or anything, but you're not they efficient only won at the it. game by like two points. See, what impressed me is he had sixty one. He was like twenty of thirty or something, yeah. and like eleven of fifteen from three. Like he was just balling out from three. Like that would be more impressive for me. Right. Melo guy at 62, he was efficient. He shooting like 66%. And maybe I have a picture of it, actually. I think I took a picture of this before. It was five years ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was five years ago, yeah. Five years ago, like maybe I think yesterday. It just tells you that Melo... Yesterday Mello, the day before. It just tells you that Melo is still king, even though he's not there. <laughs> he's still king of the garden and everything because, well, it's just how... The Melo is the born Nick, I guess. I just wish he could come back, but he won't come back. I think I had a picture no, I here. Think he's going oh, here it is. So he was. See, I took the picture when, uh, to this day. I still have the picture when I when I took it. But what's what's the stat? Yeah, sixty-two points. He was twenty-three of thirty-five. He was six of eleven from three. He, and he was ten of ten from the free throw line. He had thirteen rebounds. So yeah, he was efficient that night. But Harden was not efficient. And he scored sixty-one, and he was being a chucker, and he was facing a bad Knicks team. I mean, that's just fact. They're, they're tanking. Obviously, for um, Zion or Barrett or whoever is coming out of Duke or whatever, or the draft picks. But really, yeah, like James Harden, the thing is, I don't want to say he's the greatest scorer because I think that's another statement because I don't believe that to be he's the greatest scorer. I just think that the rules kind of benefit him. If he was playing like this in the 90s, I don't think he'd get all these calls. In fact, I think he'll get elbow in the face because of he complaining a lot. That they'll elbow him in the face if he tries to drive again and whatever and complains. So the rules kind of help him out getting these 60 points. And also, uh, the step back stuff that he always does, yeah, it's efficient. But I think we've seen this before where he does this in the regular season a lot. Mm-hmm. And then when it comes to postseason, he never shows up. Yeah. And that's why I'm not really impressed because, yeah, you can do this in the regular season, but if you do this in the postseason, I'll be more impressed. Very if you drop so. 50 or 60 and you still did, you're playing like this, then, yeah, I'll be more impressed. But you do this in the regular season all the time, and they disappear in the postseason, and then, you know, you talk about, oh, i got to get better next season, this and that. Why don't you get better in the postseason? And then we'll talk about it because right now you just – you're, just being, you're putting on a show for everybody, which is good because, you know, Chris Paul's not there, Kick Capel's not there, but you got to play better. Just facts. Well, if he, like you said, if he carries this into the postseason, it's a different story. question is, will he carry it? But will he carry it to the postseason? Or he'd be too tired to do it? That's another factor. Because he's been playing a lot of minutes. That's another factor. But that's, that's, um... And those, those, uh... That's D'Antoni. Those your steps and step backs, trying to get calls? You won't get that as much in the postseason. Because they'll be letting them play. That's D'Antoni, the though. Yeah, D'Antoni. Playing his, playing his 
starters like insane minutes. D'Antoni always does this though to every player. Well, at least star of anything. I don't think he's never had a player like James Harden. He always had like a small point guard or whatever. But mm-hmm. <clears throat> like I said, James Harden can do all this stuff and they'd be playing well. They'd be winning or losing with this 50, 60 points. But at the end of the day, it's the month of January but most of the time a scorer will just appear on nowhere in January and dominate mm-hmm. like Kobe did when he was playing and other scorers like Durant. I think one month in January was dominating too. Mm-hmm. And then disappear in the postseason. Because they're too tired, or did, you know, obviously you're playing against better defense, so they're not going to do as much shots as you thought before. Nobody can ever say that Kobe disappeared in the postseason. No, he actually showed up as other teams didn't show up. He's actually accelerated in the postseason, which is why I don't, I don't buy all that. James Harden is better than Kobe Bryant. Oh, he's the best scorer of all time. So he's saying he's better than Will Chamberlain. You tell me he's better than Jabbar. You tell me he's better than centers like Jordan. Shaq. He's short Jordan as a guard. Uh, Larry Bird as a small forward. Uh, Gervin, Julius Irving. Oh God! Is he better, is he better than them? Is he better than uh, Bernard King, the scorer? Is he better than um, Dominic Wilkins? Especially with his prime rules in place. Yeah. Like with you know these these touch fouls and all this other stuff. Like, yo, if Jordan could get fouled and go to the line as much as every Martin time, does, yeah, every time, <laughs> he'd average fifty a game. Honestly, I think if Paul Pierce was playing in this era, in this prime, he'd be getting more foul calls, too. Because Paul Pierce was really a master at trying to draw fouls every time. And he yeah, does I'm, it so well. I'm not so. really I'm not really here for all this. James Harden is the greatest scorer. <laughs> like really yeah, because he does it against a bad Knicks team scoring 61 points. I mean, let's face facts. The Knicks aren't and going they still anywhere. barely won. Yeah, they barely won. Because if it weren't for James, for, and for Tucker, I don't know what the heck he was doing in that possession where he just, like, looked at the ball... And was like going like this, like no one can touch it, and they just touched it, and they got the ball back, and he and he scrapped it. So I don't know what he was doing there. I don't know what he was thinking. Gordon was giving him the ball, and he was like, "He's not. I'm not touching it." And then Gordon was like, "Tom touched the ball. It's the ball. He's gonna get it, and whatever." If they lost because of that, I'll really suck for T- PJ Tucker. I gotta tell you, I didn't watch the game. That, I, but I'm telling you one thing. Because I feel like every time I watch the game, every time I don't watch the game, the Knicks lose, and that's exactly what I need to have happen. You want to keep losing until they get the number one yeah. pick? Yeah. So you, you're, you're buying into the Zion Williamson thing then, huh? Well, I'm buying into us having a number one pick. I think there's a lot of players on that squad who are going to be in the draft who can really make an ill difference for us. But I do think Zion is kind of like a generational player. I don't know if he has a jump shot yet. Somebody um, somebody from college, though, said, I think it was Seth Green, said that they looked at Zion as just a dunker. Yeah, I know. I don't know if it's true. I mean, I've seen, I seen, I seen highlights of Zion. I see him also play like live and everything. Mm-hmm. I just don't see him like a dunker though. I feel like he could be much more than that. I think he, I think he's definitely a lot more than that. I think he could be. A, first of all, I think he could be a good passer. I think he'd be great. I think he'd be a great passer, and especially at his size, I think he could be a great rebounder. I think we've seen that. Definitely be a good defender. Great defender. Uh, the great defender. I think he, he could be a shot blocker. And also play lockdown defense, I think, with his size. And I think once he develops a jump shot, it's over. I mean, honestly, I think when you develop a jump shot in the league, it's much easier to develop a jump shot than trying to play defense at a high level. Right. I've always said that because I feel like if you're a defender going to this league and you have no offensive game, it's much easier to develop your offensive game in basketball I mean, than trying to play defense. still doesn't have a jump shot. But he's still good? He's great. I know, he's efficient at least. Like he's he great. Drives if we had a Simmons... I mean, if you have Simmons with 
Porzingis, I'm fine with that. Right. Obviously, I'm which really is, fine with that. Which is why I think Zion is a little shorter. Yeah. How think, tall is Zion? <clears throat> he's 6'7", 280. Okay, so so Simmons is 6'9". No, he's actually 7 feet. Simmons is 7 feet tall. He's going 7 feet. Or in the Philadelphia 76ers. He's like 6'10", 6'11", but I heard he's 7 feet. Apparently, there's some rumors that he's 7 feet, actually. Look it he up. grew. Let me Look see. Up. I don't believe it. I already was 6'9". No, he was actually, he's actually like 6'10". But I think he grew to like 7 feet now. Let me see. He's, they say they say he's 6'10". But somebody said that, that he's actually 7 feet. I actually believe that. I don't believe he's 7 foot. I think he's 7 foot. I don't think he's 7 foot. I think he's still growing to be 7 foot. Was he 22? He stopped growing when he was 24. I think, I think he has like 1 or 2 inches more. And he's going to be 7 feet. If he's not 7 feet now, he'll be 7 feet pretty soon. I mean that that man just continues to grow, and he's gonna be like he's like a Magic Johnson. He, he, honestly, I think Simmons like the Magic Johnson's generation. Now I know it's LeBron, he, but not he doesn't pass as good. Not yet, at least. But he is a, he is a passer, like a pure passer. Like if you made two K, like you know, in my career when you make your your archetypes, you'd be like a pure playmaker at the power forward position or something like that, or it's not the small four or whatever. He's a point forward. He's a point forward, yeah, and he he's just uh, he just he's. Pretty good at it. Um, I think though, eventually he's gonna get his jump shot because most, like I said, most of the time when you're in the league, you can get your jump shot and work mm-hmm. on your offensive game more so than playing defense because no one likes to play defense in the league at all. <laughs> so you're seeing a lot of scoring now and a lot of uh, yeah, these points offense, are ridiculous because no one plays defense at all unless you unless it's time to play defense or whatever. Right. But really, like unless you're, you're on the Toronto Raptors, yeah, you have cornrows and you just came from San Antonio. <laughs> Kawhi Leonard though he's just he's like one of those once in a li- I think he's one of those once in a lifetime players though that you develop your offensive game you still have a great defense too. Oh, speaking of speaking of defensive players, I heard that um. Cantor. I heard Cantor, Courtney Lee, and Tim Hardaway Jr. are on the trading block. Not surprised. I think they want to clear space so they can get their player. Get their uh, star maybe for agency, or get and also also get their draft pick and sign to the contract and sign Porzingis too. I, and I feel like you could sign everybody and then sign Porzingis to the bird rights, and I think you'll be fine. You still go over the cap, and Porzingis will still be there. Mm-hmm. But the problem I have with this is that you see the other team on the other side in Brooklyn, they've been balling. They've been balling really good. I'm talking about they've been beating teams, good teams. That they're not supposed to beat. They're not, yeah, and they beat them in overtime. They might beat them in the end of a fourth quarter buzzer beat or whatever. But they're, yeah. A win is a win, bro. Yeah, a win is a win. And I'm not taking away when the Nets have been playing. They've been playing great. I mean, they're in the playoff picture right now. If, they, if, the, playoffs, if the season ended today, they'd be in the playoffs right now. It's a sixth seed. Mm-hmm. And they'll be a matchup with the Pacers in the first round without Victor Oladipo. And I think they can win. They can win, yeah. They can go all second round. Then they'll face either Milwaukee or Toronto. They can make it serious maybe out of that. I don't know. But that team has been balling. I mean, DeAndre Russell, I know people have been saying that he was a bust. Honestly, I didn't think he was a bust. I just think he was in a bad situation with the Lakers. Mm-hmm. But when he went to the Nets and he's been trying to play better, and Kenny Atkinson, who's a good coach, by the way, in developing point guards, that's what he's known for, making point guards better and everything. He's made DeAndre Russell look like an all-star right now because he's been balling out. I mean, the guy's been scoring, he's been passing, and you also have Spencer Dinwiddie, who, who I'm actually, I was looking forward to looking at more in person. But mm-hmm. Dinwiddie, even though I haven't been to a Nets game yet, but I'm watching him live television or whatever. Um, he's also another good player that people should look out for because I think he has a chance to be a six-man-of-the-year candidate, Spencer Dinwiddie, and he might win it. 
Uh, right now, DeAndre Russell is averaging nearly 20. He's averaging 19.3 on 43% shooting on 38% from three. So he's been pretty much like borderline all-star. I think he should be amongst the reserves in the Eastern Conference, actually, because of their winning record. I think you got to factor in winning record, too, when you do these all-star voting. I mean, there's a sixth seed right now, the Nets, and they've been balling. DeAndre Russell and Spencer Dinwiddie, they should be in the conversation of being an all-star. And they've been playing well the Nets. That's why it's going to be competition, I think, in the summer between him and the Knicks. I'm with you. Because they might have a chance to lure a star, and the Knicks might not get anybody because of the situation. I think they will, though. You think Knicks still going to get a star? More than that? Money. Money, but it Money. also, what about situations? The, the, the Knicks are a marquee market. They're the marquee team. But what about situation, though? What about the situation? Yeah, and that's, I, I look like a legit contender. They have the yeah. pieces. They yeah. get a star or two. They're in the conversation of me, and then they need to conference or finals. Mm-hmm. The Knicks, you just have Porzingis and a bunch of people that are trying to figure out who could fit with him. I think, I think, I think as we go, coaches developing these players. I never thought it was going to be a year-long, one, a one-year thing. I never thought that. But I also think we'd be a much closer team than we are now with a star to galvanize around. I think that makes a lot of difference. Um, most of these people you see, most of these games you see where these dudes are scoring and doing their thing, mm-hmm. there's a star, with the exception of the Nets. The Nets are the only one who don't have like an all-star caliber player. They don't making run, and they're playing well right now. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. That's what's scary about it. They're playing playing well without a legit superstar or a star. Mm-hmm. And yet they could add somebody in the off season that's a star or even a superstar. They have a chance to surprise a lot of teams in the East or in the West. Mm-hmm. They could be a legit finals contender. I could see that happening. I mean, DeAndre Russell has been playing well. Uh, Spencer Dooney has been playing well. This kid, uh, Jared Allen, has been playing well. He's like a sh- you block everything, like a legit defensive player of the year candidate. They just have pieces around Even them. You know, that afro annoys me. <laughs> I know, right? He does. <laughs> but he's bringing, like, the old school with the afro, though. But he's been playing well, though. I mean, I'm saying, like, the Nets have been playing better than the Knicks. I mean, the Knicks have just been god-awful. Every time I look at the Knicks, like, they're down by, like, 10 or 15. Mm-hmm. And they look like they're balling or whatever. They run the game with the Rockets, but then they always blow it like they always do because, you know, they're just not good enough. And I'm sick of looking at Moody Aiden's ISO plays, trying to draw fouls. I think fouls. he's going to go. I think they've been playing him more to tank and to build up his trade value and get him the fuck out of here. <laughs> I think he's out of here. I think Frank's out of here. No, nah, I think Frank might stay. He might just be a bench player at this point. Yeah, but he's he's really... Regressed? Like... Letting everybody down. He's really going. Back. He's letting his his coaching staff down. He's letting his players down. Like he just hasn't been good offensively and even defensively. He's been like up and down. He hasn't been really good like a defensive player he's supposed to be. Like he has his moments, but yeah, he's been just been bad. And I, look, it's a second year. I'm not gonna go hard over a second year player. I think I think we just expect too much because of New York City and we expect them to be good in the first year, like Porzingis or. Kevin Knox in some ways because Kevin Knox has been up and down too. Yeah, but he's he's on the incline. You see more from him every time. Yeah, because he knows how to draw fouls. Mm-hmm. He's really good at drawing fouls. All I want him to do is stop with those terrible floaters. I, th- I think he needs to keep working on the floaters. 
Once you master that, yeah, you're efficient. Yeah, fix it or, or, or stop. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you want me to do then if you draw it? You just want me to go straight up then? If he doesn't take the floater? I mean, just learn a decent jump shot. He, he, has to, he has to learn that, too. He has a high-arcing jump shot. I mean, it's, it's pretty long. He has to work on that, too. He has to be more efficient. I think the problem with Knox is that he's very inefficient, like, in the sense that he's, like, a volume scorer more than a shooter mm-hmm. because he t- takes a lot of shots, and they're not really, like, efficient shots. They're just, like, shots. He tries to be efficient, but he really can't be because he, he, tends, he tends to be a chucker, too, especially when he takes these threes takes it over people or whatever the person's not there he takes it because he's long so I don't know I mean he's got to work on his game too just I, I think he's coming along more than than Frank he's already passed Frank and Frank's had a head start on him that is true but he's already passed Frank he's already he's already doing he's already a, a much bigger asset to the team than Frank is I mean Alonzo Trier's been playing well too let's talk about it what else can you say I mean that guy's been balling out since he come back from his hamstring injury he had 31 in that Rockets game. Obviously, is he a point or sh- or a shooting? I think guard? He might just be a combo guard at this point. I don't mm-hmm. think I don't know what he can exactly be, but I think he's a combo. Because I would like to see him play with uh, Burke and see what happens. I want to see him play with like two other stars and see how he can really be. Mm-hmm. Like I think on a, I think on a good team or a contending team, he could be like a third or fourth option. Like if you have Porzingis at number one, and let's say you had Durant number two. And then you have Kevin Knox at three or something. Mm-hmm. If Kevin Knox can develop what he can be, then you can have Trier at the four, like as a legit fourth scoring option, like mm-hmm. a like a fourth guy in in the four horsemen or something like that. Who, who do you think comes to the Knicks? <sighs> I don't. Just the the thing is, I think the competition with them and the Nets is gonna would kind of kill it for me. That's just me. Cause the Nets, let's say the Nets go far this postseason and they go to the second round. You don't think some. Free agents gonna be looking at oh let's go to the Nets at the Knicks, like just because they're they're right there, they make it to the second round and they just need a star or two. You know what would help the Nets? What if they took the name Brooklyn off the front of their jersey? <laughs> and I live in Brooklyn. This is not this is not a slant, but I think it's super corny. I always I've always thought it was amazingly corny that they were called the Brooklyn Nets. I thought that was corny because they're not called the Manhattan Knicks. Or the Queens Mets. That is true. Or the Bronx Yankees. So you want to go to New York Nets? Or the Manhattan Rangers. Like, nobody does that. Mm-hmm. It's the New York Rangers, the New York Mets, the New York Giants, the New York Jets, the New York Yankees, the New York Knicks. You know, just playing men like Steve and the Giants. Not to mention the fact that the New York Nets sounds better. New York Nets. Say that a couple times. New York Nets. Sounds better. Maybe 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 getting star would change their name to New York Nets. If they did that, I'd I'd be. But this whole Brooklyn thing, like that's so Brooklyn. Boring. No, you can you can still <laughs> rap. You can still rap. You see the intro though. It's actually pretty good. Yeah, the intro's pretty good. It's no, better listen, than most of the intros of the teams. I'm gonna tell you the I'm gonna tell you the real truth. And this is as a lifelong Knicks fan. I would much rather go see a game at the Barclays Center than the Garden. You don't like the Garden? I love the Garden. The way it's set up. You ever been in the court before? The garden? Uh, close. I've been close. In the court. I've been a few seats off. I went. I don't. I've been in the court. It's, been, it's beautiful. I saw when I was covering the Liberty at the time. 
Oh, you mean during? You mean just down there on or the playing court. the game? No, like on the court. On like the during court. the game? No, before the game. Like oh, on the court. Yeah. well, yeah, on yeah, the that's court, a, that's court, a, that's, like a, that's a totally different. I thought like, you meant like courtside seats. Yeah, no, because I, when I was there, when I was covering for the Liberty, I was on the court and I was like talking to like Bill Lambier at the time when he was a coach and I was talking to all the players and you know giving him the what's up or whatever to Tina Charge and everything. I think at the time because I was talking to her about stuff about basketball and this and that, mm-hmm. but um. It was a cool experience. I saw Rosalind, who's on TNT, and, you know, the sideline reporter. It was kind of cool and everything, seeing her in person, talking to her about stuff. No, the but Nets play better music. They do. They have More than the DJ. Garden? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They Definitely. Do, yeah. It's it's just a better game. It well, it's more it's more game. into, the, like, today's music. Yeah. I think the Garden more into, like, I don't know, back then. Sounds like old white men picking. Yeah, old men, yeah. I don't have to hear, I don't, I don't, when I go to the Barclays Center, I don't have to worry about hearing, man. Or my my forgot I hate this song. I don't have to worry about hearing Y'all ready for this? Oh god, I hate that song. It's the worst song ever. You go to the you go to uh you go to the Barclays, all of a sudden you hear Uptown Baby. Uptown Baby. Biggie songs. Yeah, Biggie songs, J songs, fabulous songs, M O P Somebody hits a three-pointer. And he up. It's like, yo, this is fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you go to the garden and it's that same. Sounds like you had a Rangers game. <laughs> or like even uh, in the Staples Center, same thing too. The Los Angeles Lakers. They always mm-hmm. play like the same songs are kind of like the garden place too. And what the Yankees play too sometimes too. But um, yeah, I've never been to the Rockley Center. So I have to check it out yeah, and you see gotta, how it is. You gotta go, go treat yourself, man. You I won't regret see it. See how that whole experience is like being in there. Watching the game, the environment, whatever. I mean, I've been to a Yankees game. I've been to City Field for a Mets game. I've never been to a hockey game. Just wanted to just see how a hockey game is like because I know it's very intense. I heard those games when you look at it in person, or whatever. Um, I think I've been to a football game mm-hmm. a couple of times. Um, just, you know, the crowd's crazy in the football game, especially when the team is good. It's crazy. I'm all right with hockey games. I just, I just, I want to go once and just experience it. I always wanted to go to a soccer game too because I know soccer game is always a lot of fans and the crowd goes crazy. Whenever you want to go, whatever, it's just a great feeling. It's like in hockey too when you score a puck, you feel so good. In soccer, because it takes so long. To yeah, score. but the thing, that's what makes it such a great feeling because when you score it, it's just a great feeling scoring the goal. Especially if it's like a crazy goal, or whatever. It's such a great feeling, yeah. Yeah, I'm cool on hockey. I get so hyped up when you score a goal in soccer. You even play FIFA and everything, you get hyped up. It's all cool, though. But, uh, yeah, Knicks, they got a lot of competition. I don't know who's going to come. I think Durant may come. Uh, it just depends on what the Warriors are. If they win a title, he might just stay. I could see that happening. If win they win a title, he might really leave. Or maybe just be like, why would I leave when I could just win, like, two more or three more? Because I think after you get the rings, and you, it's time to go someplace else and get your own team. I, I think, just, I just I keep going. I just I keep going until it's over. Did. Yeah, but they could be they could be the best dynasty of all time. They could. I mean, just look at like the, the dynasties in the NBA, like from the sixties. You have Bill Russell. I'm on like eleven with the with the, when ever since he came into the Boston Celtics, they won eleven. It used to be the Lakers won the who was the first dynasty with George Minkin. He was they won five titles with the Lakers back in like in the early, four no no late fifties with the Lakers before the Celtics came along in the Bill Russell era. They won eleven. Then the seventies was actually the most competitive era because. There was like eight different championships, and the Knicks were one of them. But every year, somebody won. Somebody mm-hmm. won differently. It was a different team. So it wasn't like the 80s where you have 
uh, Magic and Larry Bird. They were I I don't know if they were dynasties. I think the Lakers were kind of dynasty because they won five. Larry Bird won three though, but they were good. The nineties was obviously Jordan. It was dominant. Right. Like right. if he didn't retire, he could have won like another one probably or two maybe. Could have won eight. Could have won maybe all the titles of the nineties. Undefeated. Yeah. In the finals. He could be A and O for all we know. Yeah. And you could and that's what I'm saying. I think the Warriors want to be something like that. They want to be a dynasty. Like the Spurs are a dynasty. They won five in mm-hmm. like two decades nearly. They won early. They actually won nineteen ninety eight with the Knicks. Oh no, ninety nine against the Knicks. Then they won in, until two thousand and fourteen against the Miami Heat. It's been like a span of almost two decades. Mm-hmm. So maybe the Warriors want to be something like that. Maybe they want to control this decade. And they want to control next year's decade. I'm sure they do. I just don't know that KD wants to be a part of it when it's happening. <sighs> I think he may want to go someplace and be his own man. Maybe we'll see. I mean, Bron Kyrie though, scooped one ring and left. Yeah, I don't know why he did that though. He could have won another one. Although maybe he felt like he gonna they could have beat Golden State. That's why he uh, left. That's what I think. Excuse me. They could have beat Golden State with Cleveland, so he I, just left. I think he was like, nah, this not not left. Well, he got traded to Boston. I think he was. I think in his head he was like, these dudes are not going to win. Uh, these dudes are not going to be unhealthy every year. Mm-hmm. Like we're not going to face an unhealthy Warriors team every year. Yeah, they're just too good. I mean, you have Durant just makes them unstoppable. Now we have Cousins just makes them invincible. Right. When they're clicking I and think stuff. Cousins is only around for a year, though. Yeah, you think they might sign him back, though, to win? Or they just going to let him go? Money. What if Durant leaves? Would you sign Cousins? Yeah. Would you sign Cousins? I mean, why not? And you have Green. But Thompson's a free agent, too. He's going to stay. He's not going anywhere? Go to Lakers? What if, what if Durant persuades Thompson to come home to New York? I don't think that. Oh, sheesh. I don't think that'll happen, but that would be awesome. Yeah, because you have both of them, and you have Porzingis, and you have point guard that's good hopefully or Barrett as a point guard it's possible I don't know I can see that happening Thompson New York will be good I think Zion Zion New York will be good Thompson will be good Durant at the four Chris Stops at the five yeah it'll be legit really good stuff doesn't really matter who the point guard is at that point (sighs) it doesn't but you just need a serviceable point guard at that point imagine we get two picks in the draft imagine you just get like you somehow get like Kimball Walker or something at a discount. I don't necessarily want Kimber Walker. <laughs> Why? He's good, actually. Because it doesn't seem like he really wants to be here. He is a Bronx guy. Yeah, but it doesn't seem like he wants to be here. I remember that those interviews when they were asking him if he was coming to New York, and he kept telling, he basically told everybody to kiss his ass. <laughs> I remember that, so, you know. No, I'm good You'd never that. get James Harden in the New York Knicks, would he? I don't think he would get James Harden anyway. No, I don't. No one ever wants to come here. But before we... Uh, end the show here uh i do want to say something about the um patriots and their little run right now so obviously we know that they beat the chiefs and um you know it was just it was unbelievable i think i never see it coming before i didn't know they were gonna beat the chiefs i thought chiefs were gonna win last weekend i mean last sunday but they didn't and also the the blatant call in the Saints and Rams game where it was obviously pass interference and they didn't call it. Mm-hmm. That's just ridiculous. And yeah. I, I know the Rams won in overtime, whatever. You know, the Saints fall, they just ran the ball, whatever. But have you seen anything like this before, though, with a Patriots team that's not this good make it to the Super Bowl again and just people are just getting tired of them being in the Super Bowl? Because I'm one of those people getting tired of them being in the Super Bowl. You're tired of them being in the Super Bowl? Yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, you know how many times I've seen this team be successful since 2001? Where they won almost 
well, they've been to at least the playoffs every single year since then, or except for like one year where Brady was injured. Was injured. I, I never get tired of greatness. So you never get tired that this Patriots team just keep going, nope. going, going. If they, if until somebody gets them out of here, I'm never mad. At them and they're anymore. Boston too. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like that as far as um, I'm like that as far as uh, I was like that with Floyd Mayweather. I used to be around a bunch of people who just wanted to see him lose, not because they hated him, not because he sucked at fighting, because they were tired of seeing him win. I don't like that mentality. I don't like the idea of being mad at the winner for doing what he was supposed to do. Some girl actually, I was, some girl actually said he needs to give somebody else a chance. I was like, what? Yeah, it makes a good point. Though. What kind of, what kind of <laughs> idiot? What kind of idiot logic is that? Like, listen, you win too much, give somebody else a chance? Listen, when, when you win, when somebody wins too much, it just gets annoying. It's like the Yankees. When they win too much, it gets annoying. I don't get annoyed. As a fan, you don't get annoyed because it's your team. But when it's not your team, you get annoyed. Like, I don't. Especially the Patriots with Boston and a bunch of cheaters. They get annoying. Oh, Lord. Here you it, go. It gets annoying. This is why Boston people hate us. Because, but Boston do, does cheat. They just don't say anything, though. And they complain about everything, that which has got to stop, too. They complain about everything, man. Every sport they play, they complain about everything. Boston, Celtics, they complain about every stupid call that's not their call, and they get complained about it. And the Red Sox, don't even get me started on that. They complain about everything, too. Uh, about every single strike or whether it's not a strike or with the Yankees or whatever. It's the same thing they complain. Even though it's not a rivalry for me because we have 27, they have, like, nine. Yeah. So I don't know what they're talking about as a rivalry. If anything, the rivalry should be, like, the Cardinals because the Cardinals have, like, 14 or something like that. But still. There's no rivalry. They just yeah, don't like just us. Yeah, because they're jealous. If you got 27, they got because nine. Because, again... Also, they, we keep robbing them. We actually keep stealing players away from them, too. That's also probably why they're also mad at us. And, though we win with those players, but they keep stealing them away from them. They're hating on greatness. That's why I don't do it. Yeah, the so Yankees are the Yankees. They've been, they're the most successful team in all sports, the Yankees. Anybody even wants to be when, like the Yankees? Even when they're not my team, I don't hate on greatness. The Yankees are the best team in sports. Yep. So, obviously, most people hate it. Yeah. yeah. People are going to hate them because they won a lot. But they, they may pay a lot, but they also win a lot. Because they want to win so bad, and they win it their way. They do it the right way. Whatever it's shaving your beard, and you know, because you have to be clean cut or whatever. That's how it is in the Yankee way, or whatever. And you have to be disciplined and responsible and professional, like Derek Jeter and all this stuff. That's how it is. And shout out to Marion Rivera for being in the Hall of Fame, 100% unanimous. I'm not surprised First about time that. Ever in history. Well, he's the best closer of all, the greatest closer of all time, with the great, with all the. The you know all time saves and everything. I'm not surprised because that's what he is. But yeah, Super Bowl. We'll definitely talk about that next week because I think I'm gonna get one of these uh, writers from Boston or LA talk about this matchup. Um, because I don't know. I, I I don't have a good feeling, but I think I did say this before. Maybe not on the show, but I said it before when I talking to somebody. I think I felt like this was gonna come because what started with the Rams may end with the Rams. And I say that is that their first Super Bowl was against the Rams and won it. Maybe this time we'll end it with the Rams with the Rams winning it and ending their dynasty officially. I don't know if that will happen, but maybe officially. We'll still see, but it's going to be a great game. I know the defense is going to be a big part of this game, so Darnold and Sue got to show up, and Goff has got to do his thing, and, you know, the Goff looks like a wannabe Ryan Gosling got to do his thing, and they just got to see, you know, see what happens, so. You can follow me at Morinus10. I'm over at Mr. Mech. This is all the shows on SoundCloud and iTunes. See you next week. Peace.